This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, we've got a great uh, podcast for you today. It kind of starts with something personal that uh, I've been talking to my son about. It's time that we really remember who we are uh, as a way to be able to uh, find the future. That and so much more. And don't forget, tomorrow on the uh, TV show, Wednesday night, 9 p.m., only on Blaze TV, an hour with Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, a different kind of interview I think you're going to really enjoy. And don't forget to uh, make uh, your conservative Christmas shine this holiday season with Glenn Beck merch. GlennBeckMerch.com. Also, StuDoesMerch.com. There's tons of great stuff up there that you'll like, I think. Uh, and you can use the code GLEN20 to save yourself 20%. And please subscribe to the podcast as well as Studios America. We really appreciate it when you do that. And if you don't, you're a communist. Here's the podcast. <laughs> program uh tomorrow night on our wednesday night special an hour one-on-one with kyle rittenhouse you don't want to miss that that is tomorrow night only on my wednesday night special in blaze tv yeah i was walking out of the studio last night after doing studios america yeah and just turned around and then there's just Kyle Rittenhouse standing there. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was really weird. I we have a really surreal job at times. Yeah. And the thing is, he's just like a normal kid. Yeah, you know? he is. He's just, he, he had is. his two dogs with him. And he was just polite, seemed nice. Yeah, I meet, it, him, I meet him today. I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I, look, if he's been in the middle of a, of, a, of a firestorm, and I don't know, there's a moment there that gave us a little bit of hope in, in, the, in humanity and our legal system and so many other things. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's it, imagine going through that at 18. You were just talking about how you don't even know who you are at that time. No. You have no idea. I mean, you know, I thought we all thought, you know, when we were kids, at least I did, I thought 30. Mm. Oh, you'll be dead by the time you're 30. That's a really old they don't know anything uh and you know and you hit 30 and you're like whoa wait a minute i still don't know anything i thought i had all the answers by the time i was 30 it's it's weird it's weird uh, to be a 17 18 18 year old kid and go through this his whole life wow what a journey it's going to be i knew exactly who i was at 18 really really yeah, I knew I was the dumbest person on the planet. <laughs> wow, that's or close to it. Can yeah. I tell you something? Yeah, that's a it. blessing. Yeah, that's a real blessing. Yeah, I wish that's when I started to to change things. Was exactly at eighteen. Really? Yeah. Why did you? Mm-hmm. Why did you think you were the dumbest person on the planet? Yeah, I just did dumb things. You know what I mean? Care to share all? I wouldn't care to share any of them. See, I know <laughs> Pat well enough to know this is not leading anywhere. No, I'm you just going to leave it at that. Just, he's leaving it at that, mm-hmm. and I know what Pat mm-hmm. well enough to know he's not joking about it. He mm-hmm. really did discover he mm-hmm. was the dumbest kid, <laughs> and you're not going to hear about it. Mm. Yeah, no, that's true. 
I've done multiple now, shows with you all this now, time, and I've never. Didn't know I didn't know the, you yeah. were the dumbest person in the world at eighteen, or you'd done yeah. anything wrong in your entire life. Frankly, <laughs> well, <laughs> some of us has been his friends since right. the nineteen eighties. Mm. So uh-huh. you want to come to me on the day of my daughter's <laughs> wedding and hear about Pat? Yeah, and how dumb he was. Uh, maybe I can make that happen for you. I like that. But I will mm-hmm. come to you and ask you for a favor and give me some dirt on somebody else someday, and you will give it to me. <laughs> Totally worth okay, it. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Pat, we're trying to look for some good news today. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, see, uh, mm. President Biden's throwing a democracy summit with 110 <laughs> co- countries on the planet. Uh, mm. You know, 110 really great democracies like Pakistan. <laughs> I mean, is there a clearer uh, indication of democratic people than than the government of Pakistan. So, are we leading this democracy yes. summit? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And what, what we put it goal? together? What's the goal of this? Uh, just to get together and talk about the important things facing democracies right now, mm. other than COVID nineteen lockdowns. Oh, so we won't talk oh, about we won't that. Talk about that because those huh. aren't a problem. Huh? You know, you look at Australia and you see how happy those people are not being able to leave their front sure, yard. Sure, sure, sure. And you know they've got democracy down. Yeah. And the riots all across Europe. Yes, where people are like They're standing up it. and going, "Ah, uh, no, <laughs> you're not doing this to me for you know COVID." What? I look at it a little bit differently because, like, when. The Lakers win the championship, people riot. So That's I think right. they're really happy in Europe. You yeah. could be on to something. Yep. Or they're just trying to make a point about race. A peaceful right. protest it could about be that. race. It could be, could, be could, that. be that. could be that. Now, China, I guess, also says that they, too, are a democracy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and they wanted to be uh, included, but we're not yeah. including them. Oh, in that. boy. Um, oh, boy. But yeah, they don't uh, have a, they don't have a democratic you know, election. I they don't, don't I don't know if this uh, <clears throat> I don't know how this is coming to you as good news. Uh, oh Pat, really? But, you don't like that? No, no. I uh, okay. Well, then how about if uh, you bring up the meeting that he has with Putin today? I'm going to no. hit you in the face. <laughs> no, no. How about this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris Cuomo, also known as Fredo. Fired not just from CNN, but also Sirius XM. That's right. The fall of Fredo. Mm, oh, the fall of so Fredo. Sad. sad, isn't so it? So sad. And yet so happy. Now I he... knew it was you, Fredo! <laughs> I knew it was you! Fredo wants to make sure that you are aware, however, of course, that he resigned from Sirius XM. I see. Uh, I see. Makes the, and that was just because he mm-hmm. just wanted to spend more time with this... With with his with, with somebody the, somebody somebody uh-huh. somebody else. somebody yeah uh, Stu I did get you a present you did I got you another present yeah another yeah another one no yeah, really yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow yeah that is special it's a framed picture of the TV with the Chiron that says Chris Cuomo has been fired by CNN. Now, now what? <laughs> and I thought that's really a good question for Stu. Now what? Now, now what do you do? I don't have any show left to do. Right. Yeah, There's no both people been left. Canned right. and they're gone. Yeah. It's so like it's do? like me when progressivism is finally beaten and the <laughs> Marxists go away. <laughs> then I'll be like. Well, now what do I do? Yeah, there's, so, there's no more shows to do. There's right. no more people to talk about. And, right. you know, you have that issue where everything, when you start talking about people and they just keep getting fired, what yeah. do you do? And I've got that void in my life now. The the hours I spend listening to Chris on Sirius XM and the hour that I used to spend watching his television program. Uh, <laughs> what am I going to do? What are you going to do? What am I going to do? Gonna do? do? Gonna do? All that open time. Yeah. 
I guess yeah. I just poked myself with a pickle fork well, I, uh, during those three well, hours. Well, it would have been less damaging uh, <laughs> than watching the show. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Sure would. Yeah. Did you hear, uh, may I bring this up again? I brought it up at the top of the hour because I think this is the most important story of the day. That if cats were people, they'd be psychopaths. This according to <clears throat> scientists. And that's news to people? Uh, right. I think we all knew that. That's what I said. Yeah. They don't need you. No. They don't need you. They don't care about you. Nope. They don't need you. Nope. They that's a definition you. that if cats were CEOs, can you imagine how bad things could be? Because they just Very fire bad. everybody. They don't care. No. Mm-hmm. They'd while you were doing your, you know, while you were making the company money, they'd they'd make a figure eight between your legs and they'd love rub their head against your leg. And then the next oh, thing you know, creepy. fire them. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about them. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a cat CEO. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like the science backs this up. Has Fauci uh, talked about this yet? Is it okay to believe it? <laughs> no, it's, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But, you know, um, that's the reason why you don't like cats. Okay? That's, that says something about you. If you're friends with a psychopath, right? Mm-hmm. If you're friends with Jeffrey Dahmer. What does that mm-hmm. say about you? Correct. And you people mm-hmm. are like, oh, he was friends with Jeffrey Dahmer. If you like cats, really, what does this say about you? People should know this is a long-term stand of Glenn Beck, mm-hmm. where he and believes science is proving and, me out. And cats, the cats are psychopaths, and I guess you can't really disagree with it now because then you're speaking out against science. Science, science. It's, it's illegal to do that. I'm pretty science. sure. Mm-hmm. Fact check. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on just a second. Wrong one. Fact check. <laughs> that worked well. Yeah, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Hall thank of you. Fame broadcaster. Yes. Glenn well, Mack. that's me. Mm-hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my dog, you know, the problem is cats don't. I don't know if they don't remember you or they just don't care. I think they remember you. They just don't care. You know where my dog cares. But I'm not sure he remembers me all the time or for very long. You know, your dog forgets who you are sometimes no i don't think he forgets who i am but i mean let's say i'm dead yeah okay he cares and he'd be licking my face for a while and be like come on come on wake up wake up Mm -hmm. and then after a while he'd eat me because he'd be hungry right and he'd be like oh i remember all the good times we had but i'm hungry and he'd eat me Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah so i'm i i'm thinking that maybe he forgets who i am at some point that would make mm-hmm. him eat me. I think he'd just be hungry and eat you. Where a cat, knowing that not. he's eating you. Yeah. Where a cat yeah. would be looking at you from the kitchen and you sneeze and the cat is like sharpening the knives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, I'm ready to carve you up. I know who you are. I've never really liked you. I certainly don't care. But you look like food to me. Mm. Yeah. So the cat's not going to wait for you to die. The cat will kill you. <laughs> yes. And then eat you. I'm just saying. So dogs are better. Because don't don't, a dog won't kill you. Don't mess with science. One last thing. <laughs> yeah, no dog has ever killed a person. That's never happened. <laughs> never. Cujo's a movie, man. <laughs> okay. It's a movie. Okay, so um, the Chinese have discovered something on the moon. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. That's, uh, it's so far away. You know what it is? It's going to turn out to be a rock. It's a big rock. It's a big, you're, you're convinced of this? Yes. Scientifically, rock. you're convinced. What else? They're calling it a hut. They're calling it something. a mystery hut. A mystery a hut. A mystery hut. <laughs> What's it going to be? Yeah. Well, they say it's a cube, and it's a mystery hut, and uh, they're going to be they're going to be they're going to spend the next two or three lunar days 
uh, investigating this mysterious feature on the moon. Which is actually two to three months. Right. Now, researchers expect that it is weirdly shaped, um, but it's they are expecting that it's just a big rock. Mm-hmm. That it is that just is a, a big, big rock. rock. But let's not go there. What could be in the mystery hut? Uh, mm. Jimmy Hoffa? <laughs> is that where? Very possible. Maybe he was buried on the moon. Mm-hmm. What year did he die? Wasn't it 74 or something? We'd been to the moon. We have been to the moon. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I never thought of it. Mm-hmm. It's a crypt. Mm-hmm. It's a crypt. If they don't even Jimmy have Hoffa. to go in if they walk up to it and it's a big, you know, block and it says James Hoffa <laughs> on the front. You'd be like, it's a crypt. Wait, so that That's would be weird. a cool surprise, wouldn't it? That would be a cool, be cool surprise. I'd so like that. The theory is mm-hmm. that they transported the body of Jimmy Hoffa mm-hmm. up to the moon and yes. then yeah. put mm-hmm. him in a crypt then, yes. rather than just like releasing him in orbit toward like the atmosphere <laughs> yes they went right. through all the trouble to actually well, build him some, a burial somebody well, with a telescope hide. could see him yeah and you didn't and want here's, that but he'd burn up in the <laughs> in the atmosphere and you'd have now, no here's trace the, here's the thing what you mm-hmm. don't know is this was this a concrete structure and you know how you know you put your hands handprints in it after you've made like a sidewalk or something sure cat prints all over <laughs> the bottom of this moon hut This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. You know what's white and red and wrap, uh, white and black and wrapped in red, ready for Christmas? What's that? The Great Reset Christmas book. It's <laughs> really? perfect. It's perfect this holiday season. Uh, Why would just... black and white be a holiday message? <clears throat> because. Santa, black soot, white hair. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I agree. And then red, the wrapping of it, it says a great reset right on the front. Perfect gift for the holidays, the great <laughs> mm-hmm. reset. Um, yeah, yes, it's about Joe Biden and 21st century fascism, but uh, let's not concentrate on that part. It's good for Christmas. You can get it now wherever you get your books. Go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble and uh, grab the book right now. Uh, it comes out in uh, January, but be the first to have it, and you can tell your your loved one, uh, hey, Merry Christmas. In that box, it might be empty, but there's a note coming soon. Glenn Beck's new book, The Great Reset. So basically a scam if you forget to order something. Yes. Yes, okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely do that. Um, so I can see your kind of good holiday news. Oh, really? The Great Reset. Yeah. I can see how it you can see how they, in. There's right, some good right. stories out there. There are some know? good stories. I'm in the holiday mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For example, it's always good when people can learn things. Learn new things. Right. Uh, and, and be safer around the holidays. I have a feeling you're being sarcastic, but and, I'm willing to go down this road. Well, this is why we have clip two. Uh, this is uh, the, the Washington, D.C. media helping out their viewers for the holidays. <laughs> Could we play this, please? No. Oh, machine's frozen. A frozen, just like <laughs> frozen hot chocolate, available now at Macy's. Here it is. Three men shot and wounded, or I should say three men shot and wounded a man and carjacked another person at gunpoint in the festive. middle of the night on, on. in order to prevent a carjacking. Well, stop, here's stop, what stop, we stop, should stop, be doing. Stop, This is not festive. It's not festive. I thought it Can you play play the Christmas bed we just came back and then Can you play that, Sarah? 
All right, now play. Three men shot and wounded, or I should say three men shot and wounded a man and carjacked another person at gunpoint in the middle of the night in order to prevent a carjacking. Well, here's what we should be doing. Police That's say right, lock the doors when driving mm -hmm. and when pumping gas. In fact, stay in your car if you can at the gas station. Always look around before getting out of your vehicle. And if you are the victim of a carjacking give up that car your life is just not worth it equip your vehicle oh, 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 with an anti-theft oh, oh, or gps oh, 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 tracking device and allow yourself room and traffic to move cow. around other cars avoid getting boxed in if you will and keep Stop. your cell phone in your. this pocket. is america that's that's all you need to do this is that's it just that's those it. things just those that list just of 47 things yeah just that and uh, you could evolve you could you could uh, you could not be stabbed or shot to death and isn't it good if you're not stabbed or shot to death it is the holiday spirit it's right. what jesus would have wanted little baby jesus didn't come up in the manger so you could be shot and shivved right right, right. that's the holiday season okay. at work or how about in california clip one where <laughs> you know if you happen to be, be ready with the christmas music just in case we need it just <laughs> go ahead <laughs> if you happen to be someone who sells drugs ah you might have a difficult a difficult life on the streets selling drugs to people and it may be dangerous okay well right. that's changing now listen the former convict says he felt safer during his life of crime after his oakland cannabis dispensary was ransacked last month listen to this i was safer selling weed on the streets of oakland than i am selling illegally and that's a problem that's crazy to even say but that's just the reality i'm living in right now i mean it <laughs> may be a problem Merry for him christmas this is, uh, this is again, remember, the holidays, you're not supposed to think of yourself. This may be a problem for him, but it's better for the weed dealers on the streets. Wow. See? That is safer, safer on the streets. How about this? You like to stories in the holiday season of oh, yeah. real achievement. Yeah. People with incredible accomplishments. Sure. You love that Start type of story. Start the music. <laughs> Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas. She's 22 years old. She smashed two U.S. swimming records uh, in Akron, Ohio. Oh, you mean the dude that's now swimming for the women's team? No, I, well, I don't know what you're talking about. She uh, defeated Anna Sophia by 38 seconds. 38 in seconds. A in a swim. Wow, meet. that's, that's almost a lot. Like, it's almost like he has more muscle tone. Uh, you or keep saying he by mistake, but it's a uh, she, Leah Thomas. Well, she he is uh, in she. You know what I'm saying? I'm she, just leaving off the first S. For savings. <laughs> she won another race by 14 full seconds. Mm -hmm. She competed in a women's <laughs> swim, swimming event and broke all uh -huh. the records. Huh. And wow, what an accomplishment for the holidays for Leah that Thomas. That is really good. That is... I'm who so... looks 100% like a woman. Uh, <laughs> a beautiful sure woman? You know. A beautiful woman? She looks beautiful and, and mm. could compete with uh, Caitlyn Jenner for the I woman, think most we beautiful should woman send her award. to compete in the Olympics. I mean, if we're going to go there, let's make use of this. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Let's send all of our he's mm -hmm. to the olympics uh and uh and see what the chinese have to say about it i'm really upset about this uh whole we're gonna do a ambassador boycott i'll tell you that right now diplomatic boycott we're not gonna have a cocktail party and no american weenies uh, for the for the chinese to munch on i'll tell you that right now none of our embassies
no, no, sir. A diplomatic boycott. Oh, that's got to hurt. You're not torn on this at all. There's nope. no part of you that's torn on this. Nope. I mean, you are an act. You're an athlete. You've I prepared. Am. I am. Not Thank you. you. I'm oh. saying I'm giving you a hypothetical oh, situation right. here. Okay. You are not an athlete. But right. the hypothetical situation, you are an athlete. Uh-huh. You've worked your entire life. I have. Basically, you know, 80 hours a week training, training. for Crazy. this event. Yes. And because of no fault of your own. No fault of your own. You are now told you're not allowed to go to Man, the event. I'm thinking, okay, I'm an athlete. I've worked 80 hours a week. Your entire life. I, no, I don't need the music for this. Okay. I'm just thinking. <laughs> now I'm I, just thinking. Uh, I've worked my entire life. And they say, hey, go compete in China. To defeat China. To defeat Show them China. Up. Beat them. Put them on the. Right. On the give them. So they're, but they're without all... even saying anything about it. Without even saying anything right. about what? Uh, you know, not making a statement. Uh, you know, if I knew we were sending a bunch of Americans over there that would stand up uh, and then, uh, you know, make a fist for the Uyghurs, then I would be fine with it. I'd, I'd be fine they will. I mean, they might not come back if they do that, but it, <laughs> maybe they, they would, will do they, that. They would come back. The United States would have a coronary oh yeah we're very uh, we're very they, tough and have a big backbone right now against china you're seriously, right seriously yeah no, we, okay no american <laughs> citizens yeah, would have citizens. a cor- coronary i mean you know it, it was one thing with jesse owens jesse owens didn't want to go i mean he was going to berlin and there was half the country said don't go don't go don't go but jesse owens was important to go it was really important for him to go oh sure because he was going to stand up against the german and we knew there's a good chance he's going to win. That's a good thing. A slap in Hitler's face. This is not a slap in, in G's face. This isn't a slap in. Well, this is us just going along as we always go along. Maybe. I mean, I think, first of all, you, if you can beat their asses, I mean, that's sending them quite the message. And I don't know. I don't know enough about these games to know if we will or not. Frankly, I don't I'm not. I don't follow it that all that closely. Uh, but I, I like the idea of us beating their beating them. But beyond that, like just as a per, you know, you it's your whole your whole life's work mm. is leading to this one moment, and then your country mm. tells you, an individual, mm. no, you're not allowed to travel. I mean, that is not exactly the most American concept of freedom that I've ever heard. I'm gonna wrap them all in swaddling clothes. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take all of the athletes. And I'm gonna wrap wrap them in swaddling clothes. You don't you because... don't care about this because you're not an athlete. And no, you, you don't know I, anything no, about I can athletic understand. competition. I can understand, but we're talking about evil. We're taught. It's not like we're talking. We, you know, it was the Soviet Union. It was uh, the Nazis, and it's China. They all fit mm. in. Would would we have would we have been proud if we would have been like, hey, they've built a new stadium right next to the killing fields. <laughs> let's all let's all go we no, wouldn't have but, done it uh, you know there are thousands and thousands of american businessmen in china right now doing their jobs right and i think we should reevaluate this and we yeah. can we can uh, maybe start with the olympics i mean right. we should start with the things we don't we don't have to do 
Start with the things we don't have to do. You don't obviously have to do the Olympics, but it's a sim- we can show some uh, symbolic victories against them. I mean, it is a propaganda situation. And again, I think not sending your your diplomats says something. They're pissed off about it. We know that mm-hmm. China's pissed about this. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't matter at all to me, honestly. If we didn't even have any more diplomats, we'd probably be better off. But you know, like, this you know, is something that means something to China. Here's what would have happened uh, years ago if we would have done one in Russia. Uh, which we didn't. We did, well, we did in in, in was the it, end. In eighty, we 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 was it eighty four was was here, and and the Soviets uh, boycotted, and we boycotted in eighty. Was it was it nineteen eighty? I can't. I'm, I'm forgetting the years, but we boycotted them at one point. Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah. So um, imagine uh, back then, ABC, NBC, whoever would have had the Olympics. Let's say it was you know. Dr. Pinkai uh, is covering the Olympics again. What's his name? Oh, Bob Costas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Only thing I can, Pinkai? It's the only thing I, I can remember. I know what he means. Yes, he, he had does. Pinkai. That's all anybody remembers from that lit year of Olympics. Yes. It's like, oh my gosh, what is that? Anyway, um, if he would have been broadcasting, if he would have gone over to the Soviet Union, they would have been broadcasting. They would have had all kinds of stories about how awful and oppressive that was and how... Much of the stuff we have to say is because we have monitors with us and they will threaten to pull us off at any time. It would have all we all would have known that and mm. they would have made a big deal before and after. OK, now NBC Universal, you think they're going to be do- ABC no. Disney. You think they're going to say anything about how bad China is, but they're all going there. They, all the broadcasters are going to go there. We're not going to stop them. They're all going to cover the games. We're not going to stop that. And we can all, all the we can sponsorships we're going to go through. Yeah, but we can do that. That's our choice. Yeah. But the country making that choice for these athletes and these athletes only. I mean, again, I, I would say I'm torn look, on it. But I mean, look, it, I, it's I, a tough one because, I mean, these people have nothing to do with this. They've worked their asses off with the promise that if you're good enough, you're going to go to the Olympics. And then a couple weeks before, we're like, ah, yeah, I know all of your life's works led to this moment, but no. I mean, it's t- that's a tough place to put an individual American citizen who might want to make a different choice. We don't stop people from traveling there, going on vacation. They don't need to go on vacation there. I mean, we, we don't stop that. We let people go where they want to go. And this is the one time we're going to change. I don't know. I, I, I do see what you're saying. It would send a very strong message. You're uh, representing but the United our, our States of America. Our relationship with China is different than our relationship with the Soviet Union. And if you want to change that and. Oh, we, I think we should. Right. We were if on that path. Do that in advance. I can understand that stance, but it's that's not our current state. If it was in North Korea right now, we wouldn't be sending anybody, right? Right. You know, we wouldn't. Now right. I don't know why they wouldn't even. They can't even build a hotel, let alone a stadium. Yeah, so I mean, it's not, it would not be a good one. You do. Uh, <laughs> hey, our javelin ran out of javelins. Uh, here, use this person that we've kept in a concentration camp as a javelin now. <laughs> a javelin target. Yeah. I mean, just bad. Yeah. No. So I I do understand what you're saying, but you have to have some sympathy for these athletes. I, mean, I do have sympathy, but I have more sympathy for the people that are looking for someone to give them some light at the end of the tunnel, that somebody recognizes them, that somebody says, enough. Oh, well, LeBron enough. James recognizes him. He just doesn't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let me tell you about American financing. We continue to face so many unknowns, so many un- uh, market changes, so much inflation. The best of the Glenn Beck program. 
It all started with a misunderstanding, according to the Los Angeles Times. A black theater student at Coastal Carolina University told a visiting drama teacher she wanted to connect with non-white students. So the teacher drew up a list of names on a whiteboard, then forgot to erase it when they left the studio. When several other students walked in, they saw this list and they were left with a suspicion that those on it had been singled out with racist intent. A committee of professors investigated and promptly sent out a department-wide email clarifying what had happened that September day. Seeking to calm the students, the professors wrote that the explanation in no way undermines the feelings that any of you feel about the incident and that the faculty was deeply sorry. The visiting teacher also wrote an apology. No matter the good intention, I still want you to know I'm an idiot and I'm sorry. Well, things might have ended there. But at a time when college campuses have become center stage for the polarizing issues of race, identity, and what constitutes harm, the theater department was primed for conflict. Enter Steve Ernest. Steve is with us now. We've had him on before when this story first broke, what, two months ago? Uh, Yes. Uh, (laughs) It it, it seems longer than that. Yeah, I bet it does. I bet it does. Um, This is an amazing story, especially written by the uh, by the L.A. Times. Um, It shows that the person who really came out with you uh, or or, or come out after you, one of the students, was really, truly, seemingly to me, at least out of control. I'm not going to ask you to comment on that. Um, What has happened since they took you off and said, we're not sure we're going to have to investigate this. Well, uh, you know, again, I was I was removed from teaching and, uh, you know, assigned to other duties, which I you know, received sometime around November the 2nd. Um, but um, I'm, I'm simply happy to be reinstated at this point and uh, apparently we'll be teaching again next semester. Um, I'm not sure what that world will be like, but I'm certainly, um, you know, I have a long history uh, at, of great work at Coastal Carolina University, and I'm I'm intending to continue that work. Uh, at this point in my life. So what is the, uh, because I know that the administrators, uh, some of them came out that you thought were friends, came out against you, um, including the department chair who said the words in your email were white supremacist language. I think of people burning crosses and wearing white robes. And that's about as far away from me as I can ever imagine. Now he says he didn't. Right. He says he don't. He doesn't remember saying these things. Eric doesn't remember saying that you were a white supremacist. But do you? Well, it was yeah. It was said at a meeting, and I, I did not disclose the name of the person who who said it. I didn't feel like I I should disclose that name. Um, but it was said uh, at a meeting, and um, I, I think that the writer because they couldn't. Um, you know, pin down exactly who said it. Just you know, made the chair responsible for it. Oh, okay, so it it wasn't Eric Hall. No. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's fair. Good. Good to know. Um, so, um, but when when they said you could you could go back, that your behavior was under review to determine whether your emails endangered the welfare of students or violated the code of ethical conduct requiring employees to create a respectful environment, nurture a climate of fairness and civility towards others, even in the face of disagreement. Um, they said that your actions didn't warrant disciplinary and disciplinary action at this time. Mm. <laughs> what is that? What is, I mean, is that how it's left? Is this still hanging over you? 
Uh, you know, I, we'll see. You know, um, my attorney, oh my who is a, uh, I don't know what's going on there. My attorney, who is a big fan of yours, Ruth Smith in Asheville, North Carolina, Hi, Ruth. asked me to uh, say to uh, to say say hello to you. Right. And uh, um, you know, she's keeping a watch on the whole situation. And so we are, you know, we're, we're taking it day by day, and we will just approach. Um, you know, next semester, and um, I'm I'm considering uh, you know body cam and things like this oh just gosh. to uh, just to make sure. How are you going to? Uh, I mean, the theater is all about trust and exploration. Uh, I mean, I tell my daughter she wants to go into acting, and I'm I'm praying on my knees every day that something happens that doesn't let that happen. But uh, <laughs> she. Uh, you know, she comes home, she's in high school, and girls are not just mean. They are vicious to one another. Ruthless, yeah. And she comes <laughs> home, and she'll be crying about something. I said, honey, you know, A, I'm sorry, and, you know, we, we commiserate on, on what, what happened. But also say to her, you have to get used to this, because if you really do want to be in acting, people are going to say the worst things about you all the time. And you have to develop thick skin because not only gonna say the worst things about you you're gonna try out for things and you're gonna start in for 20 seconds and they're gonna say next you can't be crushed mm-hmm. you can't be crushed isn't there a lesson for the students here you know um you know it, it, it's funny that you would say that because just this morning i got a wonderful email from uh, a major uh, talent agent in los angeles who starts out by saying, bravo, you, I'm a talent manager, and that the students are going to be faced with rejection their whole lives. Please stay your course. They will learn far from you, more from you that way than they even realize. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it, it, really is, it really is that way. Um, I, in, in my opinion, it's a very, very difficult world, and you really do have to have a very, very thick skin to even have a chance of surviving right and and it seems as though i mean you know i read one of the things you said to one of these girls is there um hey shakespeare in the park and they're looking to cast people like you and it's unclear whether it was her voice her talent or her color but i will tell you that my daughter was told by an agent people like you are going to have a very hard time finding a job right now and I said, what do you mean, people like you? And she said, white people. And we were like, okay. And we moved on with our lives. We moved on with mm-hmm. our lives. I mean, it is, it, reverse discrimination is happening right now. Discrimination or whatever happens because fat people, skinny people, white people, black people, it shouldn't be that way, but it is. Well, you know, I, again, I've worked in professional theater for 30 years, and colorblind casting was something that was happening 20 years ago. It didn't right. matter. You know what? If if you were working in Shakespeare, it didn't matter what what color you were or or what your ethnic heritage or anything was. It it had to do with with your voice and your ability. Um, and uh, so, I, th- I think we've been past this for years. And for some reason now, it it's come back to haunt us. I mm. mean, or, again, this this idea of of racism and casting. Um, th- this is a I think. Just look at the TV these days. It's it's such a great time for people of color to be working in the theater. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, and, and we all celebrate that. I mean, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Um, so and it's a it's a great time for all people in in any kind of entertainment 
because the access is everywhere. If you don't get access at the theater, you get access someplace else. I mean, you can do anything now with the Internet uh, and and find your own way. And it's a remarkably free world that seemingly just wants to keep putting itself back into a bottle of of uh, of oppression uh, everywhere. But if you understand it, be free. Just do it. Yeah, and, and we still can't wrap our minds around what level of, you know, pandemic uh, breakdown this this might have represented. You know, people just because uh, you know a lot of these people are facing um, a world where who knows what the direction of, of theater will be and, and film. I mean, what, what I mean, what will the access to work be and casting uh, but, in the future? Steve, it's a very uncertain time. That's yeah. the same thing that I go through. That the same thing that you are going through, and not just because of this incident, but because. Things are changing. I don't know if the campus is going to be like the campus is now in 10 years. Change is part of life. And if we expect our universities to be a bubble and protect them, I mean, the one thing it should be taught right now is the only thing consistent will be constant change. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard. But if your school isn't preparing you for that, they're not preparing you for life. Am I wrong? One hundred percent right. You know, you're one hundred percent right. And this is, you know, this situation is not unique to Coastal Carolina. It's uh, it's happening at universities. Uh, my attorney said we're seeing as many as six of these a day. Sometimes, you know, these types of things. Um, Steve, um, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you feel like you you might have to wear a uh, a body cam. Uh, what a sad, sad statement that is. I, I would encourage you to have videotape on everything anyway, um, but uh, it's sad that you have to be there. And I'm, I'm glad you went back, and I, and I hope that everybody gets along and you can uh, go back to some sort of normalcy uh, and do what you do best. Yeah. Well, the great thing is at universities, people graduate, so, and we move on. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, uh, All right, Steve, thank you so much. Uh, he's a theater professor at Coastal Carolina University, reinstated now over uh, racism charges uh, in a ridiculous, ridiculous story. Na, 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 na.